good people who have traveled from villages near and far. Lend me your ears. Hello? Hello? Anybody home? What's up, Miss Tasty? What's up, what's up? Hi there, nice to see you. Bumblebee tuna? Bumblebee tuna! Hello, S-Man Tooth. Hello, evening news team. You are now listening to another edition of Movie Review Crew. Welcome to the Goody Room. Their ability to open is f***ing heroic. And now, with your permission, I'm going to do my stuff. What are you going to do? I'm going to do the best I can. All right, welcome in, everybody. This is another edition of the Movie Review Crew. I'm your host, Mike Lucas, and joining me is Steve Rushlaw. How are you doing? Wonderful. Uh, Shane Kronikin. How's it going? And Brent Fruget. Hello. We have an excellent episode today. We have Hamilton, a review of... Would you guys call this a movie? Uh, it's a filmed version of a Broadway play, and that's one of my complaints about it, I suppose, but we'll get into it. Yeah, yeah we'll get into it. So it's, it's, it's not quite a play, not quite a movie, but nevertheless, right. we have a review of it uh, later in the episode. Uh, but today... The question I, I want to pose to you guys, at what point did you realize that Aaron Burr wasn't actually black in real life? Oh, my gosh. Uh, I knew before the, yeah. the movie slash play. The entirety of uh, probably since what, third grade when we learned history. Right. Mm-hmm. 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 So uh, I, I, like, I didn't even think, like, it didn't phase me the entire movie. And after the movie, I was like, you know what? I don't think he was actually black in real life. And then my girlfriend was like, yeah, I don't think, I don't think they really had like black senators at that point in history. And so I looked it up and I found a bunch of like portraits of him in real life. And then like the fifth picture down was the actor dressed up as Aaron Burr. And I said, oh my God, he was black. And I showed that picture to my girlfriend. And she was like, oh, what? That's crazy. We had just watched the guy for three hours. Uh, and she didn't recognize the it, same person she was just watching well, on screen. No. Yeah. Many people don't know. That's actually Aaron Burr playing himself. Yes. In, uh, <laughs> yeah. He's and, aged quite well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So is he like uh, Nick Cage? Just Uh-huh. Nick Cage and Keanu. A- both. A- ageless. Uh-huh. I saw something actually today. Uh, and it reminded me of uh, a conversation that we had off off air about vampires and silver. It was a whole thing, anyway. <laughs> but I saw a picture vampires of, and silver, which don't yeah. go together, but you know they do, they do. I, but I saw a picture this morning of Tom Cruise, and he hasn't really aged in the past eighty years either. So he actually was a vampire, and they did an interview with him once. Really. I think I skipped that. I skipped that episode, and that's not entirely true because if you remember, when we reviewed uh, the latest Mission Impossible, we had a conversation about his jowls. He's starting to get some jowls now. (laughs) I do. Okay, I do remember that. If you remember that, but he's getting a little jowls underneath the cheeks and chin. I do. I do remember the jowls conversation. So he's finally, oh. I mean, but still, for a man of, what, 60-ish, he's, he looks good and he's still in better shape than I am now. Right, right. Um, getting, getting back on track, the, the real question I wanted to pose to you guys, and, and, and I think the, I'm bringing this up because Hamilton does it, is we talk a lot about, like, let's not hire the most famous actor for a role or let's, let's not matter for, like, skin color age race like yeah, thing and, 100%. And, and hamilton very much did this in a lot of ways i mean black in aaron every Burr. way almost well i mean yeah for sure but I mean, go ahead mike i just want to say did it work oh, oh yeah I, I think for this movie or play whatever you want to call it um i think it worked perfectly and i think kind of what you're talking about is most of like comic book movies where Oh, Thor's Thor's a dude. He's white. Right. Let's cast right. him as a white dude. Or, or I'm or pretty sure a... James James Bond. Yeah, he's yep. always People a white, always a white guy. 
Yep. Or, or there was cases where Emma Stone was cast as a Hawaiian, and I was like, "Yeah, she's not Hawaiian." But yeah, I, but I, yeah. I, I don't, I don't care. And and oh, so I should say, I I understand the argument more for the minorities. It, it's not so much the fact that you're casting this non-minority person as a minority role. It's it's at least I think the argument is more so the fact that minorities don't get as many opportunities right. and now you're taking one away. Right. And I understand that in this case it's reversed and there's a lot of minorities playing obviously white historical figures, but it didn't matter to me. They, they were no. obviously extremely talented. You knew who they were. It didn't, it didn't matter. It didn't obviously, mm-hmm. even if it was a white dude, it's not like he was going to look like George Washington so right. <laughs> who cares right. if, if it's a white guy that looks different or a black guy that looks different? It didn't yeah. matter to me. Yeah. The, the one thing that did kind of catch me a bit was that when they had one actor play one person and then come back as another, and it kind of took me a sec to say, oh, wait, he's not he's, you know, the he's, first character anymore? Right. That, that right. was when it kind of shook me. But even so, once I realized, then, okay, I, I accepted. I, it didn't matter. And I assume you're talking that's, about the Frenchman. Well, Lafayette well, there was a and few Thomas Jefferson. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So the, the French guy came back as Thomas Jefferson, and I'm thinking like, and then did he just like pull a I, Kevin Costner in in Robin Hood and lose his accent, or what's going yeah. on here? I, I think at yes. some points it's hard to like differentiate between the two, but uh, I think the play does a good job of. When the guy comes on the screen, they like, oh, this is Thomas Jefferson, or they mm-hmm. like yes. say who it is. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That's kind of a common thing with a lot of plays on Broadway, though, where they play multiple people. Oh, yeah. Um, and they did it with a few other people. Like, uh, I don't remember their names exactly, but like the bigger dude, I think his name was like Hercules something. He came back as James Madison. Yes. And um, mm-hmm. the other guy that was his friend that was one of the soldiers came back as his son later yeah. in the thing. Yeah. So, and I mean, like you said, that happens in plays, which is one of the things, you know. This it, is what it is. I, I'm, I'm in a movie mindset and I'm thinking, well, what's, and, but once you catch on, mm-hmm. it doesn't, mm-hmm. it, it's not a complaint of mine. I, I don't, it didn't bother me. I'm just saying it took me a sec to, to realize. Yeah. So I don't want to, I don't want to do the full review right now. Um, I just wanted to talk about that straight off the top. Um, because I think, honestly, I think Hamilton did it spectacularly. Uh, and I think more productions and films should take note. Um, but let's move on. Uh, and we'll, we'll, we'll come back to Hamilton at the, at the end of our episode or at the last half rather. Uh, what have you guys seen lately? What have you been watching that has uh, been keeping your attention? Um, go ahead, Shane. I, I'm well. I'm still on. I'm through Game of Thrones. I'm I'm in Game of Thrones. I'm up to season six now. Dang. Um, and I I'm liking most of it. I I don't think it. I'm even to the season that that I know. Aaron can't stand with the Sand Vipers. Uh, yeah. Oberyn Martell's uh, bastard daughters and. Uh, I don't mind. I, I honestly, some of the casting, some of their acting, not great so far. There are some instances of writing where it's like, ah, that's not great. But I at least I, I understand they're just trying to streamline an extended event or circumstance yes. into one sentence, and it's like, yeah, that's no matter what you do with that, it's going to feel forced. Right. So yes, there's some instances like that I don't like, but I also understand why they did it. So it doesn't give him a complete pass, but at least I'm, I understand. So that yeah. I'm still enjoying that. Uh, and then I think I, I, think for, I met- for give me one second for the record. I think that is the worst season, and out like out of it, uh, it yeah. all. So if you're still but enjoying still it at terrible, that point, though. no, that's what I'm saying. No. Like it's it's well, it's the floor, and it's still above. Though I uh, other- from what I've heard, a lot of people hate the last season, so I, I'm still kind of holding off on that. So I don't know. I, we'll I told you, I I went back through. I hated it the first time. I went back through. I thought it was right. I thought they did everything they should have. Yeah, and like you said, watching it all oh. at once and binging maybe will help. So I, I'll see yeah. when I get there. Um, the other thing I watched, I, th- I think I mentioned this to you guys. I watched uh, Dave Franco's directorial mm. debut. Uh, called the rental and it's a it's billed as a horror thriller but it's it's not and i don't mean that in a bad way it's just i I think it 
what I expected and what it is is completely different. It's it's more of a a drama built around the premise of a horror thriller, if that makes sense. It's more about the relationships between two brothers, the older brother's wife and the other one's girlfriend. Um, the older brother is a coworker and a partner with the girlfriend. So it's all about the, the relationships and, and these reveals of, of things that happened while at while they are at this like uh, beach house rental secluded and, and creepy stuff is happening. So it's not necessarily like a straightforward horror movie. Horror. Hmm. It was interesting. It was, uh, it, it was fine. It, he, a, he definitely I think it has was, talent. I think it was billed as a psychological horror movie. Yeah. And that, that, yeah. And that makes more sense. I just, it's, it's more of a drama, really, but that's it, that's not a bad thing. I think it's it's acted well. It has actors you would recognize. It has uh, the guy from uh, what was that? What was that movie? That uh, I, the guest. Do you remember that movie you hated and I loved? Yeah, because it's awful. Actually, okay, real quick, I I I saw a list of like ten movies you probably missed but need to see from the twenty tens or whatever, and the guest was on there. Dan Stevens. Dan Steens, yes. And and I think, Mike, you're in the minority there because <laughs> obviously in our group you weren't because most people didn't like it. But yeah. if you read reviews, people love that movie. But, yeah, it has, it's got good actors. I think the directing is is good. I mean, it's so he, I'll at least be interested to see what he does next. Yeah. Um, who? Which one do you – okay, actually, real quick. Did you watch this on, like, Netflix or something? Um, I rented it, I think on Amazon prime, it, it's only available to rent. I, so I, I did pay money for it and now I don't remember. I just, I, I think Amazon prime. I just looked it up. It's five ninety nine on prime. Okay. Yeah. So there you go. Um, would you recommend people see it? Like, is it worth the six bucks? That's a no. Yeah, no, it, it's, it, <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, I'm not mad that I rented it. It's interesting sure. enough, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't tell people to go out and watch this you have to rent it and maybe wait till it streams for free or I, sure where would you, you put know, it in 2020 movies middle it, it, almost everything about it i mean the acting's good the the writing is fine the directing is fine the the horror aspect is is pretty weak um and i'm not a huge fan of like family drama emotion bullcrap movies i mean we all know that so and it's so as going and expecting a horror movie and getting that it's like man this is it's just dragging nothing's happening and and so it's it was kind of anticlimactic and middle of the road to me it's fine i'll be interested to see what he does next but this was just okay who has more talent dave franco or james franco james i mean so far I think he's a better actor, and I, I don't directed, know. I mean, he also directed uh, the. I'll be honest. Artist. I don't get excited about either one. I'm not a fan of either one. I just thought that's a relatively big name and making their directorial debut. That that was enough for me to to spend the money to it to yeah, at least fair. check it out. That's fair. Uh, Steve, what about you? What have you What have you seen lately? I haven't really watched any movies this week. It's kind of a busy week at work but um came home the other day and my wife was watching a show called happy endings um i had watched it back in the day when it was first on it was on abc it's a sitcom about a group of friends kind of their their dynamic um back in the day on abc it was like the number two or three show on television um had huge ratings and abc decided they didn't want to renew it for some reason um, so I feel like sitcom, mm -hmm. friend dramas, whatever, uh, check that out. Um, and Shane also got me hooked on, um, Dwayne, the rock Johnson's, uh, show Titan games. Mm -hmm. uh, fun. It's a, it's a fun, different show. The rock. I mean, you can't, can't deny the guy's got charisma up the, yep. up the butt, up the butthole. That <laughs> <laughs> he does. That's Weird one way to put it. I mean, I, I wouldn't have put it that way, but you're right. Yeah, I can't yeah. deny that. Um, <laughs> never so seen it. So it's, it's, it's fun to, cause he, he's just entertaining. Like that dude could do anything. And like Tommy boy says, 
he could sell a ketchup popsicle to a woman in white gloves. Yeah. Um, and he's, he seems like a genuinely good guy. I think he that's does. part of the reason he's very likable. He just comes across as a good dude, and you can tell that in that show. So that's on Hulu, but they only have second season. So and I haven't seen the first season. But um, Joe Thomas, the all-pro tackle from the Cleveland Browns, is one of his titans. And um, I guess it's fun. Just watch Joe Thomas uh, kick some butt for a while. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what I've been watching. Nothing really. Cool. Uh, Brent, what about you? Um, I've only watched a few episodes of it, so I can't form too much of an opinion. But I started watching the show called Doom Patrol. And uh, it usually takes me a few episodes to figure out if I like a show or not. And I've watched, I think, three or four episodes, and I'm still not sure if I'm into it or not. So it's kind of weird. But basically, it's just a show. uh, It's a DC comics thing it's a show about these people who through accidents got something happened to them where they have quote powers but they're not really powers like one guy's a robot one lady has something where she like when she gets nervous she basically becomes a giant blob and then one guy's got like a spirit energy spirit that's inside him Uh, that one's kind of hard to explain but it caught my attention because uh, Brendan Fraser is in it. Yeah. And I've always liked Brendan Fraser. So I was like, you know, I'll check this out. But he's the robot. So, like, in the first episode, he's Brendan Fraser. But then after that, he's always the robot. So it's really just his voice. I don't know if he's actually the robot person moving. I'm not sure. But like I said, I, I don't I don't know if I like it or yet not or not. It's a little different, I guess, than most superhero stuff. But... It's I don't know. It's just kind of a weird show. They're they're very like Brendan Fraser's character. He's like all gung ho to be a hero, but he constantly messes up and he's not a great guy. <laughs> and the other ones don't want to be heroes, so it's kind of you know like a reluctant superhero type show. And like I said, I don't know. Once I watch a little bit more, I guess I'll figure out if I actually like it or not. And what's this called? Doom, Doom Patrol. It's on the. It's an HBO show. Oh, it is on. I was going to ask it. I thought that was only on that DC Universe thing. I was going to ask if you uh, got a subscription to that, but no, it is on I, HBO then? I have that HBO Max and HBO, and it has all of those stuff. Oh, I see. Okay. And it has a lot of the DC stuff too because they got in with Warner Brother. But right. I believe it's actually a show that's on HBO. Okay. Um, and then I also. I only watched like the first 20 minutes of this movie because something came up and I couldn't finish it, but I started watching the movie Harriet and, uh, Oh, I wanted to see that one. Like I said, I've only watched about 20 minutes of it. So I'll have to, this is another one. I'll have to maybe like next week say if I liked it or not, but it's a nice little transition because the guy who plays Aaron Burr in Hamilton is actually in that movie. Interesting. Leslie Odom. Yeah. Right? Yeah, he's yep. he's a talented dude. He can he's a singer, a musician, an actor. I mean, I mean, all of these people on uh, in Hamilton obviously are. But yeah, he's he's very good. I like him. I'm gonna have to check that. Maybe I'll watch that one tonight. I'll I'll give a uh, review with Brent next week as well. Because I meant to watch that one, and then I it was one that I just didn't, and it slipped my mind. I totally forgot it even existed. Interesting, Mike. What have you um, watched? I. I honestly haven't watched a ton this week. This was a, um, I'm, I'm picking up new hobbies and stuff. So I've been spending a lot of time on that and uh, viewing just kind of felt by, uh, fell by the wayside. So I, I've watched a couple more episodes of Atlanta. That show, I, uh, this is like five weeks running. Watch it. I think it's fantastic. You, you really need to watch it. Um, it's, it's on Hulu. So it's, it's accessible for a lot of people. You got a, like a cheeky smile on your face, Steve. I, I just uh, – you were talking about Atlanta the other night and how uh, Donald Glover uh, tried to get his uh, Twitter name. Yep. Yeah, we just yeah. – <laughs> I think we've touched on this like the last three <laughs> weeks now. So I just remembered that conversation and I started yeah. getting a little – That's actually Brent, – Brent is the first one that shared that with us. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, in one of his real early stand-ups because we've – I think we've talked about it like before, not necessarily on air, but I've been a fan of his for a while. I think he's a very talented person in many different aspects. 
And one of the first things I ever saw him on before he was on community, before he did Atlanta, before he was rapping, he was doing some stand up. And I think I saw one of his first stand ups, and that's what the whole Don Glover slash Don Glover Twitter thing came yeah. from. Oh, that's so funny. That is pretty great. But no, otherwise, um I haven't I haven't seen anything. So um, I'm looking for recommendations. Uh, the show is always looking for recommendations. So go to our website, moviereviewcrew.com. And again, viewers, you can uh, request movies right on our homepage. Uh, it's the second box down, I believe. So again, moviereviewcrew.com. Have we had any listener requests as of late? Not any recent ones. Um, I know we had some a few weeks ago. Or yeah. not even a few weeks ago, like two weeks ago. Um, Mike, quick question. What's up? I let you borrow uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, uh, like back before mm-hmm. the quarantine. Mm-hmm. Did you mm-hmm. ever get a chance to watch it? I pawned it. You pawned it? Oh, cool. Thanks. I appreciate mm-hmm. it. Yep, I got you. No, I, I did watch it. I did. Um, we kind of back in January and February, the girlfriend and I watched uh, most of the Oscar-nominated gotcha. films be honest with you i didn't like it i didn't like it like at all i mean i can understand i mean it's uh tarantino uh it's also dicaprio and brad pitt there's a lot in there that can be hated honestly well i mean okay I, i i like tarantino and i like a lot of his work um this okay this is I'm going to feel real stupid right now and it's okay. So you can make fun of me. I didn't know that that girl got murdered in real life. And I did not realize until after said movie that it's like a retelling of that story Mm -hmm. under a different lens, like as if the murder didn't happen. Mm -hmm. And so uh, Sharon Tate, is that right? Yeah. 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 Sharon Tate. Yeah. I couldn't remember her name. Yeah. Um, and so I, I was like, I don't get this. It's just, it's out there. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But then as you understand, like, this is more than just a film. It's kind of taking that real life approach to something. And, and Tarantino, he's done this before in, in a lot of his movies, like obviously within Glorious Bastards where he kills Hitler. <laughs> um, but no, no so I just, I, I, I didn't get it. And I think a second viewing would change my opinion in a lot of ways that being said i don't want to sit through that three hour film no it's i mean it's long i i mean hamilton's long but i mean which one would i rather watch a second time i would probably say hamilton yeah and i and i i'll be honest this is going to be a slight spoiler i didn't love hamilton really i didn't i didn't love it i didn't hate it um are we are we ready to get into it? Yeah, I think we are. I think, I think so. All right, let's let's get into Hamilton. All right, so Hamilton was a 2015 Broadway play. Um, a, a couple of fun facts about Lin Manuel Miranda. I believe this is his only his second play that he's ever done written. Uh, his first one he started writing in college, um, and then uh, he wrote this one shortly thereafter, and this. The, the Broadway play of Hamilton, I got to find it, but it, it's one, like, it was nominated for, like, 16 16, Tony yeah, it, it was, uh, the most it holds ever. a record for most with 16 nominations. And, and I believe it won 11 yes. of those 16. Yep. Uh, it which is one short of the record, well, God, held by uh, the wild. producers, I think. Interesting. Um, it also won a Pulitzer Prize for uh, drama, right? Or is it, am I, Yes. Pulitzer Prize, uh, Grammy Award for Best Musical Theater Album. So, like, it, oh God, it's just wildly. It basically, anything it could have won or been nominated for, it was. Yeah, I mean, this thing just blew up and was a, a. Yes, I mean, it was huge. It was a phenomenon, and and I'll be honest, this this actually came to Omaha, and played at I, I forget where it played at. I think one it was of the at the Orpheum. Here. Yeah, and. I just like everybody was it, it was a big deal everybody's making this big deal out of it and, and I thought mm-hmm. I I why would I don't get it what what's the yeah. big deal it's 
Hamilton. That sounds boring. It's a musical. I just don't get it. I don't get it. But after seeing it, I get it. It makes sense. Mm-hmm. I, you said your spoiler alert earlier that you think it was okay. My my spoiler is I I love this. Really. I guess. I, so so I guess it, I I loved it as a play in a musical. Not so much as a movie and watching it on TV. I guess I would have one hundred percent. I would and will if it comes here. I will go see it in person because I think as a play, I think yeah. It would work oh yeah. Better. I so I. I've only like the only Broadway show I've ever been to um, was Wicked, and that thing okay. moved me to tears. I'm not even kidding. Like I was like, "Damn, this is emotional as hell." Yeah, I, I want to come when, to these when more you're often. there and it's real humans in front of you. There's yeah. a there's a significantly, yeah, I guess deeper impact than than, yep, watching it on a screen without a doubt. And and so back when Hamilton came to omaha i was working at a local tv station here and we obviously had we do a ton of stories with the orpheum and all these broadway shows that come by and that's kind of the gig that i was working on around that time and i remember i went to like the jersey boys came in and wicked came in and uh the little mermaid like a bunch of these shows and we would do like pre-screenings or whatever for all the cast and when hamilton came in they gave out zero tickets <laughs> really yeah but would and you have even wanted to would you have been like yeah i want to see that or i, or, I don't think so yeah i, I would have been the same like you somebody could have offered me tickets and i'd be like nah i'm no, good yeah. i got better shit to do <laughs> and so the one thing that i i, I was kind of confused about is like why make a movie or even a play rather about Alexander Hamilton. And then they, they take the last like 10 minutes to kind of sum up why and it's cause like, dude, he's was super impactful and no one's telling his story because he doesn't have any like relatives and living family. And he was an, an immigrant who did amazing things in this nation. And well, not only that, I, I think the way they told it too, is a way that obviously the entirety is set in in one of the most pivotal moments and and oh for sure of, of in, america but yeah. also it's it's told in a way that all of those events are a backdrop to the person that is hamilton it it does a good job of not just here's a play of the events happening it's a, it's right. a, here's a play of this human involved in these major epic events i mean you've got his love life you've got his children all of the the different dynamics between him and his friends and the politicians and Washington and the war and, and England and it, this huge epic setting and scale and story that is almost too huge and epic to be true. And then you have, like you said, this, this immigrant person right in the middle of it and, and leading mm-hmm. the charge and, and basically making everything happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's mm-hmm. the driving force behind it all and it, it's almost too big of a story to be real life but yet it is that's what makes it amazing yeah. and and i don't remember ever reading this much about hamilton growing up like, I, no i didn't wouldn't have known anything about him other mm-hmm. than he was literally i knew he was a founding father right that is that, is, right. that was the extent of my knowledge right yeah, and that's i think that's actually kind of sad because like me myself like i've always been like a history buff so like there was things that i knew like i probably knew a little more about hamilton than know you guys are the average person just because like I said I love history so like I've always like read about history and stuff like that but just to go show like maybe how much people don't know about him is Matt McNeil who is somebody (laughs) who does our podcast with us obviously he like refused to watch this movie he said I don't want to watch a dumb musical about a president that nobody cared about and we're like uh he was never president well (laughs) even worse then why would i want to watch that and it just kind of goes to show that maybe a lot of people don't know about him i thought maybe his no some of his stuff was a little more common knowledge but i guess i was wrong no the only reason i know he's on the ten dollar bill i believe he's on the 10 is because of lazy sunday the snl skit and they talk about (laughs) going about the hamiltons baby (laughs) yep (laughs) And they go to buy Mr. Pippin Red Vines. Yep. It's funny how you learn about history. <laughs> I mean, I think I've brought it up before. I learned the theory of relativity from LL Cool J and Deep Blue Sea. Like, that's yep. how I learned it. Not at school. It was LL. <laughs> oh, Professor LL. Uh, Classes in session. What's up? So, I, so I, I went through some of the trivia on Hamilton. I was just, I like to 
look up some <laughs> trivia on the movies on IMDb. So this was supposed to come out uh, October 21st, uh, 2021 as a theatrical release. But because of COVID, it they bumped it up to the 4th of July of this year. Yeah. Um, another one. Um, so it cost the three producers less than $10 million to turn it into a film. You want to guess what? how much? You want to guess how much Disney paid? Oh, well, they paid a lot. They paid way more. They probably more six, seven, eight times as much as. For so that. Disney paid seventy-five million dollars to yep. put it on their streaming service. That's crazy. And I mean, but one, everybody wanted it. Like oh, Netflix yeah. wanted it, Hulu wanted it, Amazon wanted it. Disney just, you know, literally the, money. the only reason this. I mean, this is the first thing I've watched on Disney Plus, and this is probably the only reason we have it. Mm-hmm. So. And, and the, the last one I found interesting was this was filmed over three days. Yeah. Really? So they did like, they filmed it once in a live viewing. And then they, I think it said it filmed it three more times in an empty cast just so they could get or empty theater so they could get different camera angles. Yeah. Yep. Um, there you, you can tell some, actually there's a, there's a few, I, guess, I don't know if you want to call them inconsistencies, I guess, like mm-hmm. with, with some of the costume design or really, uh, yeah, there'll be a necklace on one person. And then in some scenes it's gone. It's because it's on separate days and, and it, they just Interesting. didn't think of it or it slipped their mind I or whatever. The did case. not even notice. Yeah. I, I noticed that there were some, there were some like close ups that you could only get if you were like moving hand. Oh yeah. And I was Absolutely. like, they would yeah, they, not, they needed to do that. Yeah. yeah. They would not do that like during a live performance so i wonder how they did it uh, that is funny though um but going going uh, back and, and taking a broad look at it using like most plays like wicked is is very operatic operatic uh, i don't know anyway they, 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 they do singing and stuff like that yeah. but like hamilton is rap and from that, the get it's it's dude, it says like that we're gonna be different yeah well, legitimately and and the they the story largely takes place on the east coast and in new york specifically they they talk about it being in new york and this and that and that's where the 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 uh capital of the 13 colonies war was at that time anyway this whole thing and 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 rap is was like started somewhat in new york and so it's like it's this beautiful thing of like merging these common ideals of nowadays back with back with this this old figure from then and 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 so you you say it was rap but for those that haven't seen it we should clarify it it is rap and there are some raps but it's it's almost a like a hip-hop singing version of rap i mean but but they do they do a lot of different styles 100 and and that it lends itself to creativity within separate scenes Yes, I, I told you guys. I think before when I first watched it, one of my favorite aspects is when they did the. Uh, uh, I, I guess it was on the floor of Congress, and they would do the the back and forth. I don't. Oh, I don't the know rap battle. Like, the rap battle. Yeah, and they battle. did it in the form of a rap battle, which I Dude. think was just brilliant and yeah. also hilarious. It, this had a lot of funny moments, and that was some of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like to 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 portray Congress in the midst of, of forming a nation, one of the biggest, and to portray it as a rap battle, one, worked. It 100% worked, and I thought it was fantastic. Yeah. So so I was kind of lenient about watching this in the first place, a uh, play, a musical, but I think in the first 20 minutes, they have um, like a beatbox section. Yeah. Session, <laughs> yeah. Um, between, the, between the four guys, and I'm yeah. like 20 minutes in, I'm like, oh, I don't know about this. And they start doing this this beatbox session. I'm like, all right, all right, I'm in for the long haul. It was just, it was entertaining how they brought apart, brought about the information. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, it was the writing was amazing. Yeah. Absolutely amazing to and to to develop characters, to explain the story, to explain the events while rapping but also feeling like a broadway play too Mm -hmm. i mean it wasn't Mm -hmm. just listening to a rap it it was a broadway rap it it felt like broadway it felt like a musical but just a a different style yeah um and actually go ahead go ahead no go ahead i was gonna say i think i'm well i don't think i know i'm in the minority with this group just in general not just us 
us, but like everybody in our group of friends. Cause I like plays. I like Broadway. I like musicals. Like I've always been into that sort of thing. Like it's been something that's kind of been in my family. Like, like we're into it. So like, I was excited for this. That's why I picked it obviously. And like, mm-hmm. I, Shane was saying like the first time he saw it, he was a little like, Oh, this probably isn't going to be something I'm going to like. And Steve, you know, he's like, he wasn't sure if he was going to like it. I didn't know if I was going to like it because if it was going to be good or not, not because it was a play, but like that opening number kind of is pretty much where it hooked me in right away too. Oh, yeah. He's just like, they're talk- Aaron Burr comes out rapping. And he's like, Oh, I'm the sh- sh- fool who shot him and doing all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And just like that whole beginning, like it sucks you in right away. And like, you can't help. I, in my opinion, anyways, you can't help, but like it, like people yeah. like Matt McNeil and Aaron who are like, Oh, we're glad we didn't have to watch this. I think they missed out. I think they did too. Um, speaking of, I want to go through the IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes of this because we haven't yet. Okay. Go ahead. Um, Hamilton 2020 just released onto Disney Plus. PG 13, two hours, 40 minutes long. It's a biography, drama, history film about Alexander Hamilton. Uh, it's a book written by Lynn Manuel Miranda, who stars as Alexander Hamilton in the play. Um, it's also based off of the Ron Chernow book, uh, Alexander Hamilton. So uh, the book written by uh, Lynn Manuel Miranda, that's what they call the plays. When you write them, yeah. it's the book. That's what I mean by book. He, he didn't write a novel. He, okay. wrote, he wrote the Broadway book. More you know. I did not know that. But he did um, judge it all off of that book from the other yes. guy. Like the the other yes. one, yes. The, Alex, uh, yes. the, the Ron Chernow was a novel. <laughs> right. Okay. Lynn Manuel's was, was the playwright, I guess. Gotcha. Um, the, the, the cast, uh, stars David Diggs, who plays Lafayette and Thomas Jefferson, uh, Renee Elise Goldsberry, Jonathan Groff, Chris Jackson, Jasmine Cephas Jones, Lynn, Lynn Manuel Miranda, Leslie Odom Jr. Um, I, 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 there's I not really any like Philippa Sue you left out. She was his wife and, and, yep. uh, Tony nominated. Did you say, um, uh, uh, Jonathan Groff who played the king. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. He was good. This, so some of these for characters... most. Oh, sorry. I no. was gonna say, I think for most people, like the cast, you're not necessarily gonna know their names, but like a few of them, like oh, I saw them in that movie yeah. or something like that. Yeah. But you don't really know who they are. Yeah. Most people. Um, the guy who plays Thomas Jefferson and Lafayette, he's actually gonna be Sebastian in the upcoming Little Mermaid film. So, you know, interesting. That's another opportunity to and see him. I uh, believe and... Lin Manuel is writing songs for that. Is he really? Yeah. Or he's I don't know if he's yeah. writing the movie. I, I'm pretty sure he's a he's a either one of or the composer of, of the, the music in that movie. Interesting. Yep. Well, that, yep. that is it, says, it says he is the composer. All right. Um on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh I will give anyone a wild guess if you want to guess the critic score. Hundred. Ninety nine. Ah, dang! Yeah, I was gonna say it's gotta, <laughs> Wait, be, gotta be pretty high. Yeah, your, your job find the find the what we one will. two rottens. I I need to hear what they say. Two rottens. I I will look at it. Uh, I don't ni- like play, dude. Ninety. <laughs> yeah, it's Aaron. It's no, it says <laughs> it's Aaron. some shit about a president. <laughs> <laughs> um, ninety nine percent certified fresh. A score blows my mind 9.21 out of 10 oh cow yeah it's wow that's, that's nuts that's crazy and good audience score of 91 percent of 4.57 out of 5 wow uh the that's, consensus that's high scores yes it is uh consensus look around look around at how beautifully hamilton shines beyond broadway and how and at how marvelously thomas kale captures the stage's infectious energy um let's look at the negative reviews i yes, really want please. to um rotten reviews if it'll load so while you're looking at that yeah. I, I one one thing i wanted to uh touch on it it brought up the director thomas kale uh who directed the this film version of this it was kind of a, a double-edged sword form i think he did a good job of like they said capturing the energy and also he did a lot of close-ups and, and intimate shots that you would not get if you watch this on in Broadway or on the stage, you wouldn't get those close-ups, and and that allowed you to kind of connect with the characters more. At the same time, though, him doing that, it was almost like too claustrophobic. Where whereas if you were if you were at the play, you'd have this wide vision of the entire set and all of the moves and the lighting, yeah. and and I think 
while the camera work connected us to the character more, it kind of disconnected us from the play as a whole, which, you know, like I said, it's a double-edged sword because if you just hold the wide angle and, and let us see the whole stage, we don't get those intimate moments with the characters. Yeah, so I was going to say, I'd, I'd I, much rather have it the way. I that. agree. I agree. I think I just think that some aspects of seeing the play were lost this way in translation. Um, which, I mean, I guess I can see what you're saying, but I don't know if I necessarily agree with it because anytime there was something where you did need to see the whole stage, they showed the whole stage. That's true. That That is true. I, I guess I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, like, that it's, is it's true. just a differing of opinion. Like you yeah. feel like it did. I feel like it didn't. I mean, it's, I mean, I'm sure people are on both sides of that fence with who have seen it. Otherwise, mm-hmm. I do agree with what we said earlier, though, with plays being there in person is a hundred times better. Like yeah. uh, um, I, I've seen a few, like we touched on it earlier. Like when it came to, I didn't say when it came to Omaha, but you were talking about like Jersey boys when it came to Omaha, mm-hmm. like we were on vacation in Vegas and I saw it in Vegas. And like, that was one of the best things I ever saw. So just mm-hmm. seeing Hamilton and it not actually being there, I can only imagine what it would be like being there because I thought Hamilton on TV was better than Jersey Boys. Oh, it was a it, this blew me away, man. Uh, Mike, did you find those rotten reviews? I am. Or, uh, rotten Tomatoes is not uh, loaded. Well, like, I, I click on right. Rotten Reviews and it says there are no reviews at all for Hamilton. So, so hmm. one of the things I want I never seen a Broadway play, um, and one of the things that blew my mind um, is the set construction or set design for this. Oh yeah. Uh, is is fantastic. I know they have a lot of money, but seeing for the first time, it's amazing what they can do. Well, but and this isn't specifically that elaborate, speaking, though. Right, yes. But but they did do things that lent itself. Uh, it, it was just creative ways to, to change the settings. Oh, yeah. I mean, they didn't change the background no. ever once, but they would wheel in certain things and, and wheel it out and yeah. they would fit that movement into the choreography, and also the I I don't I, I don't know if it's done been done before. I'm sure it has. I've never seen it, but that center stage that had different Rotating. layers of the circle that could spin independently to where they could use yeah. those as choreography within the dance moves. It's hard to explain in audio. Yeah, I yeah. think, but that uh, was phenomenal. That was that was beyond impressive. Even even for the the dual scenes where they're spinning them around and saying like the 10, 10 rules of the duel yeah. or whatever. Yeah. I thought that worked perfectly for this. Yeah. I, choreography and, and, and staging and framing and whatever you want to call it is beyond beautiful in this movie. And I think it's, it's the best that I've seen in a Broadway play. Uh, granted, I've only seen two. So, um, but no, I, 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 and I also think like the lighting was pretty dope. Like they, mm-hmm. they, if you noticed at one point, they had lights shining directly from the side through the bottom of the, uh, the like walkway thing that they had. And it was just another, like, you don't typically see that at that low angle to give you those really harsh, bright shadows. And it was, I, again, beautifully done. Yeah. Every aspect of it. I mean, it, it yeah. was. And we haven't even touched on the acting, which I think was yes. Let's let's do that. Flawless across the board. Yeah. Play I, acting I'm, is slightly different than movie acting. Oh, so it's I way mean, different. It's, yeah, way it's going to be a little different talking about it. But in my opinion, they I don't think there really was a weak link. Like you know, you like who would be the weakest link? Even if they were, they were still good. You know what I mean? So yeah, I, yeah, I, I can't I, think of one that I didn't like. Uh, the not one i don't have a complaint about any of the acting I, some of it mm-hmm. was some of it was exceptional some of it was okay even even uh what was it jonathan groff that played the king he was in it for him. like two or three scene like small Dude. small little thing and he stole the show every time he yeah. came on that was just, just brilliant watch his facial expressions and like his mm-hmm. His walk, the, the physicality that he brought yes. to the role. That's that's exactly what I was thinking. The the first time you see him, he's doing this slow walk, not saying a single thing yet, just walking it's, to it's, center stage. And it's, it's almost like, like a, a 
Victoria's Secret like strut down the <laughs> yeah. aisle. Like, it, it's very sensual go- almost. Yes, like, it is. Feminine, but, like feline almost. It's, it's supposed to be this like pompous, like yes. I'm better than, and you get every like every aspect of that just from the walk. It's um, so well done. So speaking of the walk, I, I did, I read or watched it because I've watched some videos on this. I don't remember what it was. Either, either in an interview with him or whatever the case was, but apparently that walk uh, came about because the original crown he had was too top heavy and it would fall off his head. So he designed that walk to fit the character, but also to keep his head still and straight oh, so that the God. crown wouldn't fall off. But then they created a second crown, but he liked the walk, so kept it. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, so yeah, it was part, part character development, part yeah. necessity. I like it. <laughs> uh, after he came on, um, I had found a trivia about his like mannerisms on on stage. It said that he, when he was on stage, he didn't blink once. So anytime the camera's on him, you never see him blink at all. Which to me, I don't know if it adds anything to his character, but it's it's interesting to like see that trivia that right. he doesn't blink throughout his whole. I mean, he's not on for a long time though. Yeah, so but the- when he's on, it's for a decent amount of time yeah not blinking in that three four minutes or whatever i mean just think about how many times you blink in a minute and he's not doing it for three minutes um i don't the only other thing i've ever heard like that ever is i don't think anthony hopkins blinked at all during uh what's it called oh the jail cell scene in uh, silence of the lambs i don't think he blinks that entire movie though really I, I think I read that somewhere. I also read that there's no muscles in your hand, but <laughs> we were wrong about that, we found out. Uh, yeah, so I don't know what books you're reading, but they're not well written. <laughs> what yeah. kind of book are you reading? There's uh, no muscles in your hand. <laughs> Anthony Hawkins never blinked in the movie. 500 it's just, facts it's just titled, like, things that are wrong that you might want to know. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah uh anything else you guys want to bring up i mean i feel like we haven't talked very specifically but but yeah um one thing i was i mean i know it's kind of the point of a play um but character development um we kind of hit on it a little bit earlier but character development in this is fantastic even though it's kind of it's history but like like we said earlier a lot of people don't know about alexander hamilton so mm-hmm the progression of the characters telling the story uh, was fantastic. Um, and I don't know how well, I mean, I think he did it well compared to a heck of a lot of movies. Yeah. Yeah. Did, did, did Okay. Here's, I don't like musicals. We know. Because <laughs> sometimes I get lost in the rhythm of the songs that Makes I'm not sense. listening to the words. Right. I find myself doing that a lot too. So, or like the first probably three songs, I couldn't tell you what they're about. I, I have no idea. But then of later this? on, yes, of this. Really? Okay. No, the first three songs I've ever heard in real life ever. No, I meant, I, the, first three, <laughs> the first three are very catchy. I know. And the tunes, the beats are, yeah. are great. And so like how, how this starts, I don't know. But I, like, I get picked up somewhere in like after that. And I think it was like probably right before George Washington takes center stage. Oh, I, speaking of acting, that actor had the commanding, pre- like he mm-hmm. played Washington, like when he walked on, like you, part of it was just the way it was written and the way they yeah. reacted around him and the choreography around him. But man, his presence as George Washington was phenomenal. Dude, and I was like, oh, right. Washington was a general. Like it was something that I had knew, right? But never seen. Well, you don't think sense. of him in that in that aspect of a leader of of right. an army, a military leader like this. This yeah, larger than life. I mean, obviously he's a president, one of the best ever. But you don't. I don't think he gets thought of as the. Obviously, it happened. Everybody knows about it. But you think about this this president and this good dude, not this like right. commanding right. general. And they they do a good job because there's the myth and the legend of George Washington, like what you're talking about, but they actually do a good job in going into the actual history with him and showing that he wasn't, he was a good man, great man, but he wasn't exactly like a god like some people think. Like Mm -hmm. he talks about within his first command, he basically lost all his soldiers. He uh, 
basically his speeches were written by somebody else for yeah. the most part. And it just shows that, you know, he was actually human, you know, mm-hmm. he's not maybe exactly who we thought he was. They did that with a lot of people. And one of the biggest, I think one of the best ideas they had was making Aaron Burr that I guess kind of the narrator, you know, he would come in and narrate. He was the first yeah. at the beginning narrating what's going on every once in a while. He, it would just be him kind of explaining events and transitioning from one to the other and making him almost that narrator character lent him automatically from the start, lent him some humanity of like, instead of just being this villain character, right, come, right. you know, he, he was just another person playing his role in this play. Yeah. And I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because this isn't, like a love fest of Alexander Hamilton, they they talk about some of like the yeah. quote unquote unscrupulous things he might have yeah. been doing. You know what I mean? Like, like not everybody agreed with a centralized bank, and he was like, "No, I think this is the best yeah. way." I'm like, well, that's just consolidating your power. And so, right? It's, yeah, <laughs> it's interesting. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, one hundred percent. I mean, a lot of people at the time didn't agree with him or wouldn't agree with his ideas now, but it, it's just a more so than. Uh, like you said, more so than a love letter, love letter of saying, "Man, this dude was just on his." St- right. It was more like this dude worked his ass off, and he, right or wrong, he played one of the most right. pivotal parts in in the creation of this nation. Right, uh, and and I mean, like, not even just about him, but it was like looking at Thomas Jefferson that way, and, yeah. and James Madison and stuff. Like these are real people. Like you might have heard all the good things about them, but maybe they were doing some shady deals to get. Uh, <laughs> right. yeah, like the whole yeah. the whole musical number about uh behind the closed doors or yeah, whatever where it's exactly. like nobody knows what actually happened in there but somehow these three guys come out yeah with even more power than they went in with it's it's interesting you know well, one of the last things i wanted to hit was um some of the jabs they kind of throw out um just as characters in general like uh when they're talking about general lee and how he ran away they kind of like they're kind of like dissing people throughout the movie. Um, and it's, mm-hmm. it's, they're like subtle jabs. And it's, I thought that was, it was entertaining because it kind of adds something that most likely didn't happen with the real people. Maybe in, in real, it, it, you mean to, to insert kind of the feeling of the specific people at that time or, or yeah. what? Like some of the, what was the, what was the general that ran away? But yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, <laughs> it was uh, that fit in with the with the notion though of how your reputation at that time. I mean, at any time, even now, but your reputation is almost more important than I don't want to say what you do, but I mean, it's these people legacy. had reputations, at, and and they yeah. even went into so far as when Hamilton ruined his own reputation, and people were like, "Whoa." what is going on? Like he ruined himself. Like that was insane. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one more thing. And then, and I think we got to get to the point where we, we rate it and all that stuff. Um, this film talks a lot about like immigrants and, mm-hmm. and the people who built this nation. And I think it's a very interesting watch, especially with what is going on nowadays yeah 100 percent. when this first came out it was 2015 i think it had a little bit different of a meaning because there was more hope you know you for people of color because you know you had obama you know he was first black president and so there i think there was like almost a message for hope for them but now when you watch it it has a whole different meaning with like the you know black lives movement and all that sort of stuff so like it even very all the immigration relative. stuff that has yeah, and come up since then. So it's very relative and relatable to now, even though it takes place back in the 1700s. 100%. That, that's the crazy thing is like some of the, some of the things that they're arguing and, and, and uh, bringing up on Congress, it's like, man, that was how long ago? We still haven't figured this stuff out. Yeah. <laughs> we are still just kind of figuring things out as a nation. And, and, as far as we've come in some aspects, maybe maybe we haven't come as far as we think. But is this uh, is this film uh, play whatever you want to call it like a hundred percent accurate to history? Um, like the big parts are, but there's like little things in there that aren't 
that they put in for dramatic effect like most movies would like um his wife and his sister like his sister was married when he met her but they still did write letters to each other and stuff like that um like the duels like the timing of the duels were off like yeah uh, i think like his son had a duel later than they actually showed in the play but it was just more for dramatic effect but for the most part they're like a lot of the stuff that they did and like the papers that they were wrote and stuff like that those those are pretty accurate yeah okay that's fair um are you guys are we ready to rate it at this point yeah uh, i think so all right um brent you you picked it do you want to go first or last? last i'll go last okay um i guess i'll start it off um yeah. I, I i really enjoyed this um seeing my first broadway play i mean let alone being in the comfort of my own home uh <laughs> it it's kind of mind-blowing to see the set pieces to see the to to see the character uh transitions how they can get from one place to the other so i'm going to give it a nine damn mike um i'm lower than that i i I liked it it's not it's not going to be the first thing i go back and watch and i think that has something to do with how long it is it is it's like 240 240 is very long it's it's a big investment um for a night um i i think the first half is much better i like entertaining than the second half so i think it loses you over time so it feels like it's dragging out in the second half i don't know if you guys felt that but i think Um, the second half is more when his life was not going as well so it's it's not going to be as entertaining right um but it's it's still good i still recommend people to see it it's just not going to be one of my top scores. Uh, I'm going to give it a 7.25. Right. Um, I loved this movie. I, I, I saw it when we were at my, my in-law's house and uh, we were driving home and it's just like seven hour drive. So I downloaded the soundtrack and, and listened to it again on the drive home. I absolutely love this play. Uh, I think it's brilliantly written. It's, 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 almost flawlessly brought to life by the actors the 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 art on the set design everything is is amazing my one issue is is it i i do wish i think i would have preferred if if you're going to make this a film um even if you did a filmed version of this if you're going to make a film make a film like like the um yeah little shop of horrors which i i absolutely love as well or the the what was the johnny depp uh Barber, oh, Sweeney Todd. Yeah, Sweeney, Sweeney Todd. Todd. That that was a, a musical, but it, it was made into a film. It felt like a film. Whereas when I'm watching right. this, it, it feels like a filmed play, which it is. And, you know, and, yeah. and that's just one gripe I have. But I do love everything about it. Other than that, I, I'm I'm right with Steve. I'm giving it a nine. So I think that's interesting though, because like this won more Tonys than anything, or nominated more for more Tonys than anything. So it's like. Do you sacrifice that? No, and, and, it, and you know I get I mean? that argument. I, I, I and I, I one hundred percent loved watching this version of it. I, I would just be interested to see sure a, a what a film movie. version of it would look like for sure. Uh, Brent, yeah. um, and like I said before, I, I like plays, so that didn't bother me. And I think sometimes this might not have translated as well as you know, like it's something like the producers, which was one of the most successful Broadways. And they turned that into a movie. Well, I think it was actually a movie back in the 70s, and then they remade it again yeah. in like the 2000s. And that was an okay movie, but I think the Broadway version was a lot better. And so, yeah. like, but then you take a movie like um, I didn't necessarily like Sweeney Todd, but like Shane likes Sweeney Todd, so maybe that movie was better than the Broadway or how, how the play would have been. Who knows? Like, it just mm-hmm. sometimes they translate well, sometimes they don't. I think it was fine how it was. Like, I had no issue with it. Um, I think I am going to give it, I think I'm right with them. Just a, give it a nine, nine duals. Nine duals. All right. So 8.57 is the final score, which is an A minus, which I don't hate. Um, yeah, we are getting different because it wasn't, we weren't really rating a movie. We were rating a no, play, which most people highest rated, group hate. It's the highest rated play on our show. Well, with three of them, two of them. I don't, I don't know if we have any other ones like legit ones. We have late um, and, uh, Yeah, that's true. 
we have less than like a minute and a half. Um, let's do a real quick pop quiz, asshole. This or the Invisible Man, the new one. This. Uh, this is. I can appreciate this more. Say seven, this. Seven psychopaths. Seven Ooh, psychopaths. Yeah. I would rather. I would choose that more often. Fargo. Yeah. But this is better. We got to be fast about this. Fargo. This. 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 Truman Show. This. 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 Deadpool Two. This. This. First Man. This. I haven't seen it. This. Okay. You should watch it. It's pretty good. Um, all right, guys. So that that wraps up our Hamilton review. Uh, join us online at moviereviewcrew.com. You can request movies right on our homepage. It's a great way to get a hold of us. Again, moviereviewcrew.com. Who's got the pick next week? Aaron? Aaron yeah, does. I think so. All right. So join us uh, next week for a pick from Aaron. Anything else, guys? That's nope. it. All right. Someone in the show. Tell your friends. Let's go. But inconspicuously. Through the window. Lady, I'm afraid I'm going to have to ask you to leave the store. Okay, that's it. Where you guys? I'm going home. Game over, man. Game over. What are we going to do now? What are we going to do? Good night and good luck. Thank you for listening to another episode of Movie Review Crew. Remember to like us and find us on any of your favorite social media platforms as well as go to our website, moviereviewcrew.com. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.